Thank you very much, choir. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Our scripture this morning comes from Mark's Gospel, chapter 10. And we'll be reading verses 46 through 52. Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, reading verses 46 through 52. They came to Jericho as he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho. Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and he came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of God's word. Let us pray this morning. Almighty God, as we hear this story of faith, from one such as a blind beggar, may it give us hope in our time of need that you are here with us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You know, most days of our life are fairly routine, are they not? We just kind of come and go when we do those routine things that we do every day. We go through our days pretty much one after the other, doing the same things. And sometimes we may even take those things for granted, take those routine things for granted. Sometimes we don't even think about the things as we do them. But then one day, one moment, and all of a sudden, a hurricane hits your life. Now, I thought it was very interesting as we have navigated our path through the year 2020, and as we have had the various hurricanes come along, and it seems like this year, and I thought it was interesting, last night I noticed that Tropical Depression 28 will probably be a Tropical Storm Zeta by Tuesday. And I asked Bill, I said, so what do you do when you've gone through our alphabet and the Greek alphabet? Hopefully that is the end of our hurricane season for the year. 
But if you notice all of the, the weather people, when they began talking about all of these hurricanes as, as they have been coming at us this year, every time they give a description as it's forming out in the Gulf or even out beyond the Gulf, they always seem to say, this is the biggest. This is the one that is going to be the most catastrophic of any storm that has ever come along. Well, I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life when I've had those hurricanes to hit upon me. Those times when something happens to disrupt our routine lives. Things that bring about catastrophic results in our life. You don't know which way to turn. You don't know what to do. You don't really know anything for sure because all of the things that you thought were solid and sure have become like shifting sand all of a sudden. And I don't know about you, but it seems to me that almost the whole year of 2020 has been that way, has it not? As we look back at our scripture this morning, though, Bartimaeus was doing a routine thing, if you will. Routine for a blind man. He was sitting alongside of the road, begging for money, for change. You know, that coin-type change. It was the same thing that he did day in and day out. He was trying to get enough money to survive. His hurricane came when he heard the commotion of the people traveling on the road. And he got wind that amongst those travelers was Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, the healer. Jesus, the Son of God. The one person who could change Bartimaeus forever. Bartimaeus's desperate faith almost jumps off the page to us as we read or we hear this story of his journey. You see, Bartimaeus recognized the fact of Jesus coming as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And if he didn't do something at that very moment... He could have blown it. I can just imagine the thought process in his head as he sat there and he heard the news that Jesus was coming. I can imagine him saying, well, I can't really see him. And I don't know how to get to him. But there is nothing wrong with my vocal cords. 
Kim, I think he would have been a great choir member. <laughs> so he did what he knew he could do. He started shouting louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Desperate faith is a faith that has to let go of everything. Even the mask of self-respect. It is a faith that is not intimidated by a crowd that is constantly telling you, Shh, be quiet, settle down. It's a faith that doesn't care about the proper way to do things. A desperate faith is a faith that loses its self-consciousness, if you will. It becomes totally focused on the object of faith itself. It's a faith that looks totally excluding everything else but what it's staring at. I, I, I had to ask myself this morning, so when I ask myself, I usually tend to ask you as well. When was the last time that you were bold enough, bold enough to simply cry out to God? To cry out, God, I need you. Help me. I don't care what others think about me. I'm coming to you, Lord, for prayer right here and right now. I need it. And I need it now. Miss Ruth shared a beautiful, beautiful story with me this week of an incident that happened years ago here at this church. And you'll have to ask her about it yourself. But it was the testimony, it was the story of a woman who had a desperate faith, who came running into the doors of the church when church was over, in search of the altar, I was touched to my core by the story of this woman's desperate faith and how she put legs to her faith. Bartimaeus's faith story reminds me of other desperate faith stories that we find in the scriptures. Do you remember the story of Jacob? Remember when he was wrestling with the stranger? Or some versions say the visitor? And they wrestled all night long. You remember the story of Jacob. It seems he spent his whole life fighting from the time he was in the womb forward. 
So fighting and wrestling with this stranger, this angel, was nothing new. But at that point in Jacob's life, he had become desperate in his faith. And he was going to wrestle and hold on until he received a blessing from the Lord. Remember the story of the woman with an issue of blood? Her desperate faith made her go against all social convention. She followed Jesus through the streets, daring, daring, mind you, to touch the hem of his cloak. And even that small touch was a sign of her desperate faith. Flying in the face of what was socially acceptable in that day, in that time. You see, a desperate faith tends to urge you to do something that perhaps you've never done before. And at that point, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Bartimaeus knew what he wanted right here in this instant. He wanted to see. He wanted his sight, his vision. Now, we don't know whether he had been blind since birth or whether there was some tragedy or hurricane, if you will, that came along and blinded him from that particular point on. But he had lived his adult life blind and as a beggar begging for help. He wanted restoration, just like Jacob and just like the woman with an issue of blood. I dare say that Many, if not all of us in this room this morning, understand that kind of desperate faith, that need for restoration that can only come from Jesus Christ. We've been there. Or maybe we're here right now, depending on our circumstances. We're all searching for that restoration we want to be whole, and we know the one who can make that happen. The good news in Mark's gospel, and for us in our own situations, is that there is restoration. We saw it here in Bartimaeus' story, and we see it over and over and over throughout the scriptures. And I don't know what your situation is today, but those in the scripture, Bartimaeus and Jacob and the woman, they had been struggling with those issues for most of their lives. They were tired. They were desperate. Struggle, most time, forces us to become more willing to ask for help. 
we become more willing to see past our own pride or our prejudices or even the voices of the crowd around us. We become more open or more vulnerable, if you will, to being touched by the hand of God. When faced with trials in our lives, we must act in faith, just like Bartimaeus and Jacob and the woman amongst the crowd. We must believe and we must go to Christ. What tough situation are you facing today? What situation are you in that you know up here only God can heal? Is it sickness or financial? Maybe it's family problems or situation. Maybe it's job-related. No matter what they are, what you need is desperate faith in God. Do you have that kind of desperate faith in God this morning? Faith that makes you bold enough to come to the foot of the cross and say, God, I need you. Have mercy on me. Are you courageous enough to look past all of the justifications that you have come up with in the past? I know our excuses and our justifications are many sometimes. But a desperate faith will ask God for something that has never happened before. And he's calling us to believe and to act on that desperate faith. Can you hear God calling this morning? Saying, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you. And you shall glorify me. Faith is knowing and believing and trusting in Jesus Christ. It's, bego it's going beyond what we say into what we do. Into what we do. There's something kinetic and energetic about a desperate faith that moves us beyond just our thoughts and our words. All of us face some kind of limitation. But with God, there are no limits. There are no limits. When we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ, not only... Are we saved from our sins? 
but we're saved from ourselves. And sometimes that can be my biggest obstacle. I don't know about you. But when we give our lives to Christ, Holy Spirit comes into us, comes into us and begins to change us, begins to change us from the inside out, if you will. So where are your desperate places this morning? Are you at that point where something has got to give? That place where answers are so far beyond what you can comprehend or think or imagine that you are grasping for Jesus Christ. As we close this morning, I want you to think about your struggles, your issues, your limitations, your own desperate places. And beyond a shadow of a doubt this morning, I want you to know God is here. And he's waiting. Hear these words from Psalm 4, verse 1. And let them be your cry this morning. Answer me when I cry out, my, my righteous God. Set me free from my troubles. Have mercy on me. Listen to my prayer. Amen and amen.